Well, good evening. Welcome. Um, I've, I'm really getting confused because, you know, that I don't. I the short-term memory loss thing is serious now. It's like I have no idea what I what we talked about last week. I looked at my notes and my homework, and I'm like, okay, I must have talked about that. Maybe. Um, so one of the things I would like to do even before we start tonight is just ask if there are any things that you, topics, I guess, that you um, feel we haven't uh, gone into enough that you would like to hear more about. And I'm going to get out a pen so that I can make note of anything. You know, as I've said, uh, for me there's so much material in these steps that uh, it's really just a kind of a skimming the surface. And, uh, yeah. Um, in reading your last book, I really enjoy the the linkage between the precepts, the Eightfold Path, the, the Noble Truths, mm-hmm. and the steps. And you make some really direct correlations to how one parallels the other. Mm-hmm. And um, we get in here, it seems like, you know, we get off on a tangent that mm-hmm. leaves that kind of behind. And right. I, I, Yep. I'm not offering it as a criticism. It would just be yeah. a request to do more um, parallel comparisons. Yeah. You know, I have some... Um, I, years ago, I made up a, actually a chart with the steps, with two columns, with the steps, and then all the Buddhist corollaries. So maybe I can uh, bring out some copies of that. Um, it's a little... It's a little outdated from my viewpoint, but it covers a lot of that. That's a good, that's a good, thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to make a comment. Um, One thing that struck me last time when we were talking about the 12 steps and would they be an alternative version of that that wouldn't be regarding Buddhism and the 12 steps but something new, and it gave me an appreciation for the struggle with the 12 steps and the struggle in my own group with certain things has driven me deeper into the Buddhism relation in the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. And without that struggle, I don't think I would have been able to clarify my beliefs. So um, without that, the push yeah. and pull yeah. and the um, just the struggle and the dislike and sometimes yeah. the disregard mm-hmm. yeah. of those things. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I'm kind of grateful for how much irritating it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, I since I started to do this work, I have a much deeper understanding of the steps than I did. Because, because, yeah, just in the ways that Buddhism has illuminated that for me. So yeah. it's good you feel that too. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think that there, uh, there's always something about having two systems where you're doing this comparison that, that forces you to look more closely at both in a way that when it when it's just sort of something that you're accepting oh this 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 as just this thing it's sort of I don't 
not sure I can quite explain that, but uh, it doesn't challenge you in the same way. You don't have to raise your hand every time you I've described myself only as a beginning Buddhist, uh-huh. you know, and not really confident, but this okay. struggle has really made me confident that these are my beliefs. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. right. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. I think what you've talked to us about has allowed me, I'm a beginner in the 12-step process, and it's allowed me to listen, um, knowing that I don't really have to accept the language that offends me, that Mm -hmm. I have permission from the universe to change the words so that, as you were saying, it's more consistent with what feels correct. Mm -hmm. That the mythology of Christianity has never resonated for me, and the terminology, Mm -hmm. the language of the 12 steps themselves and the literature is so... Judeo-Christian, mm-hmm. that it rankles me. So I agree with you. It's like, it's great to have this little, what is it? Because I get it now that I don't really have to be a Christian to recover from alcoholism. What a gift. <laughs> great. Right. You don't. Other thoughts? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I couldn't get my credit card reader to work. That's another topic, but... uh. One of the things that I found um, in the last little bit is that um, as I've been doing more and more... um, Comparing and contrasting and fitting together of Buddhism and the twelve steps, that the 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 language in the steps and the language in the literature that did rankle rankles less mm-hmm. because I have an understanding of what I think about it and how I interpret it, and I'm much more confident in that interpretation yeah. Yeah. and. Um, and this even goes sort of goes beyond confidence. It's just sort of like it's very very simple acceptance mm-hmm. of what my beliefs are and how they don't clash. Mm-hmm. They mesh very well mm-hmm. if I'm willing to um, be open-minded about how I interpret it within my own thinking that language and don't you know. And, and try not to filter it through um, what I was raised with as a child, yeah. and that that's and and filter it through what I've learned and have come to believe as being true for me as an adult. Yeah, so that's helpful. Yeah. that's great. Thank you. Wow. Those are all really good comments. I appreciate it. And just, you know, I I appreciate you guys just telling me what's going on, too, because there are times when when I'll start to feel like, oh, like, I have to figure out what everybody needs, you know, and, geez, you know, how am I going to teach the right thing? And what if I'm not teaching the right thing? You know, it's just like codependent teaching. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just offer what I can. 
But um, this couple of your comments reminded me of this pamphlet, which is, um, if, if some of you have been around the last few months since I got, got a hold of these, um, a friend, somebody who, who um, invited me to do some teaching in Arizona, uh, he turned out to be um, pretty knowledgeable with AA history. And he told me about these pamphlets. These are called the Akron Pamphlets. It says, this historical literature was written by Evan W. at the request of Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, one of the two co-founders of Alcoholics <coughs> Anonymous. Dr. Bob felt that the newly written big book, so this is from the late 30s, early 40s, was too difficult for the blue-collar worker to read. Sort of odd, but... Evan was a former writer for the newspaper and wrote a manual for Alcoholics Anonymous in 1941. These pamphlets were completed by 1950 and reflected the mindset of Akron's earliest members. So, um, if you don't know, really, the, Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob, Bob Smith, Robert Smith, met in Akron, Ohio. There's actually a wonderful play about this, if you haven't seen it, called Dr. Bob, Bill and Dr. Bob, one or the other, um, or Bill W. and Dr. Bob. It's actually, it was playing in New York. It's played in New York and off-Broadway, uh, but it travels around. They put on, put on different places. So any, in any case, they, you know, they met there, and, and Bill was trying to get sober and was kind of using the stuff from the Oxford group and, and then met... Bob, and they kind of figured out that if they hung together, they could kind of stay sober. And, and um, so, so the program kind of started there. Bill Wilson was from New York, so he went back to New York, and so those became kind of the two uh, starting points and central uh, locations of Alcoholics Anonymous in the very early days, which was, uh, I believe they met in 1935, and the big book was published in 1939. So, um, so the fact that these come from the, these pamphlets come from Dr. Bob is, uh, or that they're kind of uh, a portrayal of his thinking, uh, is pretty significant because he didn't do much writing. Bill Wilson did most of the writing. He wrote, wrote most of the big book, and, and and also he wrote the which which was you know a lot of other people contributed to the big book, but. Um, but then Bill Wilson also wrote the Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, which is also kind of canonical literature. So we don't really have any literature from Dr. Bob, and there's been some mythology about him being um, sort of a hardcore fundamentalist Christian. And there is, uh, but uh, this stuff uh, pretty much puts that to rest. Uh, so I, I want to read you just one little piece of this. It says, the spiritual life is by no means a Christian monopoly. There is not an ethical religion in the world today that does not teach to a great extent the principles of love, charity, and goodwill. Then he talks about different religions. And some, obviously, he wasn't like terribly knowledgeable, but he knew enough to say this, because he mentions Judaism and he mentions Islam. Uh, or he mentions Muhammad, actually. And, 
Um, and then he says, consider the eight-part program laid down in Buddhism. Right view, right aim, right speech, right action, right living, right effort, right mindedness, and right contemplation. The Buddhist philosophy, as exemplified by these eight points, could be literally adopted by AA as a substitute for, or in addition to the 12 steps. Generosity, universal love, and welfare of others, rather than consideration of self, are basic to Buddhism. So, <laughs> what do we learn here? <laughs> well, I think what we're hearing is that although the background of the founders was Christian, they certainly didn't see Christianity as the only route to recovery, much less to religion or spirituality at all. I mean, Bill Wilson was was famously interested in all sorts of spiritual and religious uh, traditions and practices. You know, they were doing seances, and he took LSD and all this stuff. And, well, Aldous Huxley actually introduced Bill Wilson to LSD. So what I think has happened is that over time, because most of the members of Alcoholics Anonymous have been Christians, they just assumed that that's what the steps meant. And so it became kind of a culture, a, a Christian-seeming culture, mm-hmm. even though the founders didn't mean for it to be that. And then as we come along a couple generations later, we don't realize that. All we get is this version that's been, as, as things do, things, you know, the, things tend to narrow down and people kind of take their stance. And, and, uh, but uh, that, those few sentences just kind of open up what Alcoholics Anonymous is, you know, and, and what its foundation is. And, it, uh, and uh, so, I mean, I was as stunned as anyone when I read that stuff. I mean, the fact that, you know, I can understand that they had some vague idea about Buddhism, but to be able to list the Eightfold Path in a relatively accurate way, that kind of blew my mind. I don't even know where they would get that information back in those days, because it was pretty, I guess, I mean, there was literature, obviously there was world literature, but, uh, or, or literature on world religions, but... Uh, You know, if we have any doubt that it's okay what we're doing, you know, that puts it to to rest, really. That that obviously the founders would find this to be a perfectly acceptable approach to to working with the steps. And I don't I don't doubt that they would be very interested. So, on that note, let us um, sit and do some right-minded contemplation.